this project has been a really great exercise in leaning in and embracing building community in both online and offline. You're listening to the Not Yet Podcast, a bi-weekly show exploring the relationship between creativity and spirituality. I'm your host, Paige Polk, an Emmy Award-winning experience director, helping you honor the dreams you have for yourself and your community. You're in the right place if you have the courage to believe in a world you haven't yet seen. I'm so grateful you're here. Now let's start the show. Welcome back to the Not Yet Podcast and welcome back to our, wow, it is officially the spring season of 2023. I am your host Paige and I'm here with a fantastic guest who you're probably familiar with because I talk about her all the time Um, and her name is Liz Olguin. Hi Liz. Hey Paige. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you. I'm surprised. I, um, I, when we decided to do this episode together, I was like, why hasn't this happened already? Right. It it, it just (laughs) felt right. It it was meant to be. It's meant to be. Um, so formally, uh, Liz is our brand designer here at Not Yet. She has been with me through thick and thin for the past few years of this community healing project. And Liz is also a multidisciplinary artist working in film, photography, mixed media, ceramics, and graphic design. Her creative practice is one of healing rooted in community building and political advocacy. And they're the brand designer for Not Yet uh, and the strategic communications advisor in New York City um, for the city of New York. How does that feel to hear your bio read back to you? You know, when I was writing the bio, I was thinking a lot about how my bio is always changing. It's always depends on, you know, who I'm talking to, what I want to really highlight, but also I'm, I'm always doing new things and it's, it's nice to be able to hear back kind of everything that I've been doing. Well, it's nice to read it back. And um, it was also cool to read it. uh, It's also really cool to read it as an interviewer um, because uh, our relationship has so many pillars to it. Um, Because we met in grad school. We met at Pratt. How many years ago is that now? We started Pratt in like 2017. That feels right. Yeah, that feels right. And so we met like six years ago. In this sort of academic context in a really supportive program. uh, Filled with lovely people. And then friendship was just sort of natural and part of the experience. Uh, This is when you had long hair and blonde tips <laughs> and I remember seeing you being like wow they're so cool <laughs> oh thanks uh, and I still feel this way I still feel this way six years later and I am so immensely grateful to call you a friend to call you a collaborator um 
And um, thanks for being on this podcast. Thanks for being a part of this community healing project. Oh, thanks, Paige. I feel the same way. Uh, when we decided to uh, hop on this podcast together, something that I was really um, excited to talk about um, was how you and I have experienced this project in so many iterations since our first event, which was either in 2017 or 2018. Um, and um, this was a fantastic opportunity to not only talk about the origin story of this experience, but also what has shifted about it in the time since we've been working it together. Um, I have... I have my own idea of when this project really started, but in your mind of minds, when did it start for you? Hmm. I remember one day we were hanging out and you were like, Hey, I want to talk to you about this project. <laughs> and I was like, cool. And then you asked me to be a part of it. And I remember feeling really special. I was like, Oh, I'm going to be a part of this project with Paige. Um, and I was really excited to join you. Um, and then I remember we were getting some of the crowdfunding things ready, like, um, and casting. And that is one of the earliest uh, aspects of the project that I remember. But I'm sure you were working on it way before because you already had had like a script and a lot of stuff prepared That's by the time true. I got involved this project started out as a short film built around fiscal transparency and process transparency uh this is because when I before I started grad school I was working in documentary film uh and I was really interested in, in narrative film narrative filmmaking and it felt really hard to get into that industry even with us both living in New York and I thought, how wonderful would it be if we were to make a short film and then just show what it looked like to build it from the inside out um, on social? And so we um, launched the Not Yet Instagram, which is still live and popping <laughs> with a public budget uh, showing the writing process, showing the uh, showing the audition process because we were also looking for actors for the short film it was maybe like a 15 minute film uh and showing the relationships with the people who were a part of the process um whether that was people that were hosting the casting calls the collaborators that we had um we had some really awesome just folks around Brooklyn who had community spaces, shout out new women's space, shout out Irvin Austin as yoga studio that let us host our, our auditions there. And we got to meet so many different kinds of people all over New York who are interested into this work. And we're all bonded around sort of the premise of the short film, which was a coming of age story. It was a coming of age story about coming back to yourself and coming back to community, which feels so aligned when you think about what it what this project has become now. The short film didn't um, end up happening uh, because when we launched the crowdfunding campaign, uh, we didn't get as much money as we needed, and it was through Kickstarter, so it was kind of an all or nothing situation. But uh, 
the moment that not yet as it is now, that it really felt like the seed was planted for me was after we didn't get our Kickstarter because it was so, it would have been so easy for us to be like, oh, we didn't get the money. Like this blows, <laughs> throw everything away. Um, but instead we were able to see, wow, there's so many people who this project resonates with, whether it was the visibility, the transparency, the process, the artistic process. Uh, we met so many different artists uh, and we got to receive so much generosity from people who had event spaces all throughout Brooklyn, which are not cheap, by the way. Um, and they just let us be there and create for free. And we're like, what can we do with this? Um, all that we have generated, like beyond money. Uh, and that's kind of when it really started for me. Uh, and this is when Pratt comes back in uh, because we were able to secure some funding uh, and it wasn't through crowdfunding. It was actually through a community engagement grant through Pratt because we had shared all of the work that we had done already to get to know folks in the community, the different uh, vendors we had been working with, the people who were inspired by this work. And they're like, okay, um, keep doing it. <laughs> That was great. I definitely see that as also like a shifting point or like a big milestone in kind of how the project has evolved. I agree. Um, and this is when I count myself especially blessed uh, to have known you in this process because my background wasn't really in events or like community engagement in that sense uh, before this project. And I know that before, not yet, um, when you were still in LA, you were doing some community work uh, at the theater you worked at. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, I, I'm like coming back all these memories now. I was working at the Cine Family uh, for a while and it's an independent theater. It no longer exists, but at the time it... Um, had a lot of screenings and special events that, like multiple times a week every weekend there was always something cool going on and so I was really involved in like helping stand those things up whether it was like securing licenses for for us to have alcohol <laughs> or uh you know picking up decorations and making flower arrangements and things like that um and also ticketing and, and sales, keeping track of like membership lists that we had was things that I had experience with that I'll say helped me a lot in the planning of, of the different events that we've did with Not Yet. Yes. Yes, absolutely helped a ton. Uh, I remember our first event was a collaboration uh, with the Muralist Unapologetically Brown series. And we hosted it at New Women's Space, which is, still exists. It is a, a queer POC-run event space in Williamsburg, where all of the programming is targeted for QPOC creatives living in the area. And 
at this event, it was sort of a smorgasbord of different creative processes. So Unapologetically Brown series was there doing like community outreach. We also had free headshots. I was there with my camera and a white backdrop <laughs> because I realized so many people who were either applying to jobs or, um, or just trying to get their name out there didn't have a professional headshot. And um, I'd worked as a photographer in the past and it's like, okay, so how can we use the resources that we have to help the folks who are in this community? And we had a Soka dance workshop where people could just have fun and move their bodies. It was in the, it was in the fall, but you know, that, that part of the fall where everything is just perfectly tempered. You took my headshot that day. I did take your headshot that day. How was my, uh, how was your headshot experience? Oh, it was awesome. I still use, that's a headshot that you'll see on the podcast art. (laughs) (laughs) I still use it. Well, it's my favorite. I'm glad. Uh, I had a fun time. And I think when you're doing things like taking photos of people, it really helps to be in an environment where you feel safe and you feel comfortable. And that I think is just how we strive to build the environments through not yet anyway. And so people had a fun time. I remember sending all of those emails out um, after the event and just writing personalized emails to every single person who had gotten a little ticket for these headshots. And all of these events were either free or sliding scale, by the way, which feels relevant. Yeah, accessibility for folks, you know, a, a different um, accessibility to have community members come to the event and it not be like a financial burden for them was like really big for us. Super big. And it's been a conversation that we've had even up until recently 2023 when we were building out or scoping out the reimagining series uh, like the series of events throughout Durham and LA and New York to help us reimagine the next chapter of our cultural reality we were still talking about financial accessibility which even impacted the way that we were raising money it impacted the structure of the events it impacted the timing of the events um, that still feels really important. And like, it's always going to be a conversation surrounding this work. Um, even if the way that things pan out shifts, even if the framework shifts, that still feels really important. Agree. Yeah. Um, so we've had tons of events since then. We've had art and activism panels. We've had writers workshops. We've had collaborators with other artists like DJs and uh, Collectiva Cosmica. Love them. Uh, that was but, one of my favorite uh, workshops that we we had them like I think twice right we did what did you love about Colectiva Cosmica well I love them like the people behind it first of all uh also just the collage making workshop was just right up my alley of like that's the type of art practice that I'm really into I really like like remixing images and ideas and all of the 
uh, materials that they had to like cut out and use for your collage were like super radical, like awesome. They had just had great content to like start you off. And I, I really appreciated them. Yes. Shout out to Colectiva Cosmica. They're still active, by the way. I'm going to put their information in the show notes if you want to look them up. Uh, uh, so we've built a lot of different kinds of events. Um, I'm curious about your perspective. What do you think these events have had in common? Ooh. I mean, I feel like they all really stayed true to our values of courage, compassion, honesty, curiosity, joy, were all important elements of each of those projects. And I will say that I think that they created space for our community to really be together, to gather and to to really build relationships and build the community. Like community doesn't just happen over night or all of a sudden I mean I guess you can maybe identify communities quickly but how they have developed and come to be takes a lot of time and intentional um I think community building which is what I definitely those are the most memorable parts of the events I think are like the human interactions between uh, guests, attendees, partners, and like really seeing how folks in our community are making connections and being able to make connections with them. That, you know what, making the connections with the community has been the most thrilling and also anxiety inducing part of this project for me. Because <laughs> uh, you're right, community doesn't happen on accident. Uh, there's a lot of intention around it. And I didn't realize just how much intention went into it before we started doing this work um, because it's okay. Where are we hosting? How are people getting there to what is the focus that's bringing everyone together to who are we inviting and what are their values and how are those values in alignment with what we're putting together? And you're doing that for every single event. You're doing that with the people that you're inviting, the communities you, that are already established that you're reaching out to. Uh, and we've definitely done the slow and steady method when it comes to community building. And I think it's also preserved a lot of integrity of this work. Because even now, when I'm DMing people on the Not Yet Instagram, they're always kind. They're always curious. They're always joyful. They're always honest. Um, and they're always incredibly creative and thoughtful. And I don't think we would have been able to build in this way if we were only focused on numbers. Uh, so I'm really grateful to you because I think I got a lot of that mindset from us working together. Oh, thanks, Paige. Yeah, totally. Uh, I agree about that community interactions being something that really brought them together. The events, I mean, that we've done in the past. And that's even 
holds true for during the pandemic when we switched over to online events. Um, because even when we would do uh, like mindfulness workshops and trying to figure out how the framework would shift with us being online versus us being in person, it was always about, okay, how can we have a centered theme around this gathering while there's still being space for people to connect with one another, whether it's about an idea or about a creation. And like everyone who was on Zoom, <laughs> who continues to be on Zoom because we're still kind of in this pandemic, uh, I think it's been a lot of juggling, a lot of fumbling, and a lot of process. Uh, and I'm excited to see what it looks like and what it feels like for us to gather in person after all of this time on the internet. <laughs> I'm really excited for that too. I think it's going to be great. How do you think it's going to be different? Oh, I think it's just going to be bigger and better. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, the core parts, values that like we talked about, I think will still be there. They're still important to us. And I think that's, those are the things that keep us in the work, I think. <laughs> yeah. Because those values even show up when we meet every Sunday. Yeah. And I think one that's really important is maybe not necessarily written out in our values, but it is in our like weekly meetings of health metrics, like sustainability and and doing making sure that we have like the the capacity and the energy and the excitement to continue doing what we're doing. And implementing rest into our work so that way we can do that I think has been like one of the best um like strategies I think for keeping this project sustainable and and ongoing in so many different iterations yeah I didn't realize how important rest I didn't realize how important rest has been to this project uh, until recently, because every quarter we take a pause. Um, we take a pause off of everything. We take a pause off of the Instagram. We take a pause off of our creative ideation. We take a pause off of the podcast, off the newsletter. And uh, there was once a time where I would get feel really stressed and be really hard on myself about prioritizing that pause is I'd be like oh wait people are expecting to hear from us oh wait like why don't I have any ideas or oh wait uh just you know the nerds in my head <laughs> the nerds in my head but you're right like we've been doing this project for six years that's really cool I'm very proud of us yeah we should have an anniversary party when we get oh to 10 God. We should. And we've been doing it for six years and it's been a joy the whole six years. Yeah. That's the key. Rest is the key, folks. <laughs> for consistency yes. and sustainability, that's the key. Um, so we talked a little bit about what these events that we put together like what they've had in common. We talked a little bit 
uh, about what we hope for in the future. How do you think the world is different now um, since Ah. we launched in 2017? So different. (laughs) I mean, I feel like it continues to change and be uncertain, which can be scary. There was a lot of uh, worldly events ongoing, you know, didn't start at the beginning of the pandemic but it the pandemic definitely maybe amplified a lot of community issues and and uh, disparities between communities that had already existed for a long time and I think it really pushed at least myself to really appreciate more and made the communities that I was a part of and the support that I did have even more important. It made me try to seek that out more because I've at times maybe have felt isolated or, you know, far away from others who could maybe understand where I'm coming from in my creative practice or in my healing journey and I think it's made the need for a project like not yet um you know even more relevant yeah yeah absolutely I want to piggyback on that Um, because I feel very similarly, uh, I have, uh, I've sort of fabricated, I've fabricated my community and lots of chapters in my life. Um, I've talked a little bit about it on this podcast, but I wasn't super close with my family for a really long time. And so when I would move places or when I would have sort of found communities, whether that was in grad school or, um, even with work, which has like some problematic tendencies, like I would really lean in very deeply into belonging in those spaces. And even building out this project has helped me deconstruct the framework behind community in a way that's helped me be more honest with myself about what I need in my actual life. Um, For me to thrive and live consistently and happily and wholly, (laughs) holy w-h-o and not to say that it's been all sunshine and roses either which is also true I think of community abstractly like if you're in spaces with like people or or physical spaces uh, as well that aren't challenging you that aren't helping you question the way that you're living or why you're living in certain ways. I don't know if that's actually a community that I want to integrate is the foundation of my life. Yeah. You don't want to be in a bubble. Um, I think that something that I've also experienced with, you know, finding 
where I belong, my belonging and where my community lies is I find myself kind of between a lot of potential communities where like, I got to fit in. I think this is, you know, I belong here. And then maybe, you know, something happens or something changes and I, I come to maybe realize or understand that this might not be or I fit just so great. Like maybe there is a very niche sub community <laughs> within this larger community <laughs> that I can find. Um, but it's been, it's been a journey and I think it'll continue to be like as every stage of my life, um, <laughs> you know, I'll be trying to figure out where I belong. That's so beautiful. How do you think being a part of this project has impacted the way that you think about your own communities? I think it's empowered me to take a more active role in in forging the communities that I want to be in forward. In, in creating the community that I want because like I said maybe I have been in situations where I want to be part of a community or I think maybe you know I belong in a space and then I end up feeling left out or like it doesn't really align with my values <clears throat> and this project has really shown me that like no there are other people who have my same values and who are who want to be in a community with me and are have similar goals and outlooks and uh, passions as I do that I can connect with and I am naturally quite shy um <clears throat> I would say when first meeting people it takes a little bit of me getting to know someone before I can really open up and be my full self. Um, and so I think this project has been a really great exercise in putting myself out there more and really like not closing in on myself because I'm have fear or anxiety or I'm shy, but really like leaning in and embracing them you know, building community in both online and offline. Hmm. I don't think I knew that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I knew that. Oh my gosh, I like might cry a little bit. Uh <laughs> that's really cool. Wow, that's really cool. And I'm really happy for you. Thanks, Paige. Thanks yeah. for bringing me into <laughs> the loop of not yet because <laughs> I'm loving it. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's cool. Yeah. Thank you for um showing me that community building doesn't have to be taxing. Um no. And how incredibly rewarding it can be as well. And that it's possible to have long-term sustainable relationships. 
That's also very cool. I'm a very big fan of long-term inspired, supportive, curious, joy-filled relationships. And you being the person that you are um, helps me see the opportunity in that all the time. Yeah, dude, anytime. <laughs> cool. Um, well, to the future of not yet. Um, that's so funny. We're having, we're doing this uh, recording right now. And later on today, we're having our weekly, uh, our weekly not yet, well, bi-weekly right now. Our, what do we call them? Check thank you thank you <laughs> for having our check-in later on today uh and we're really thinking about what the future of not yet is looking like now we've had all these iterations from the short film to the kickstarter to the grants to really landing firmly and community building um through the creative process and i am uh i have a and the last question about not yet through this journey. Um, and that's about the not yet project. And what keeps you coming back? Oh, I think it's you, Paige. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. And I love everything thing about you <laughs> um like I just feel like this project is so aligned with me and we've come to you know really build it together and I don't I don't think you could convince me to leave <laughs> <laughs> at this point um you know I feel like it's something that brings me a lot of joy to to work on and to see the things that we create together you know listening to the podcast on my way to work or um you know seeing the different things we're working on on social media and being able to really see how this project has grown has been really exciting to me. I think in every iteration, um, you know, our core values have been the same. If anything, we've like maybe added to them to, to make it even more aligned with what's right for us and what we need. And I just think your approach to, um, you know, building this project has been amazing. Like even from the first iteration of the financial transparency with the film, that I feel like in part was was because of our values of honesty and like being transparent so that people who are a part of the project are fully a part of the project and are not, you know, 
they know they know what we're able to offer and what they can contribute and how grateful we are and like we we really strove to on planning the budget to make sure that people were compensated um and I think I also had a background in documentary filmmaking and maybe that was also like part of the hook that I was like yeah um but seeing how this project has developed to be I don't know I feel like it's just can fit into any part of my life uh you know I'm finding new ways of of creating and healing and kind of it's been a great opportunity to have my my interests and my goals um and like values align and also like being able to apply my skills in a way that's like really meaningful so that's what keeps me coming back oh, you love to hear it uh, I ask this question to every single person um, on this podcast and I'm especially curious about what your answer is um, and it's that could you share one practice that's helping you discover who you are yeah so hmm I've recently gotten into pottery you've known this and been following along on my journey um, and I've I think that's really been helping me discover who I am it's helped me um it's given me an opportunity to get back into my body like it's a exercise that for for my hands and feeling like it's very uh tactile and i i find it very meditative which is nice so it gives me an opportunity to really relax and decompress and also work on cool projects that i can be really thoughtful about and put my uh myself into and so yeah awesome highly recommend it yeah did I ever tell you that I, I took a I took a pottery um wheel throwing session series as inspired by your journey with pottery oh you told me you were like interested in doing it but I didn't know your class you had already had it yes how, how did you like it what, what's it like for you Okay, so I'm really happy that it works for you. <laughs> I'm really glad that it's really helpful and grounding for you. I think that the, it is objectively beautiful. And I can see how connected you could feel with movement. But like, it was not hitting for me. Like, every, I would go every week and it was like an eight-week class. And even centering the clay, I felt like I was fighting with the clay. And I just don't think that it is a practice for me right now in this chapter of my life, but I'm really happy for you. <laughs> I'm happy for you. And I'm happy I tried it because um, trial and error energy is something I crave deeply, very deeply. I don't know if that is because I'm a Sagittarius or if it's just because I think it's fun to pick things up and then put them down and pick them back up again. Um, but I do feel like uh, I did think of you often while I was trying. Aww. And I'm even well, more impressed you... with you now. <laughs> well, if you ever want to pick it back up again, maybe you would be into hand building. Um, 
which is not on the wheel, still uses clay though. You could still make cool stuff and touch stuff. It's a little less messy. Um, and I, I started with wheel throwing, but then I took a hand building class and kind of like go between the different classes because I, I like to manipulate my wheel thrown things with other things that I hand built. Um, so yeah, maybe we could revisit it. Yeah. We together. love cross-disciplinary art practice here. <laughs> well, can you shout out, uh, what you're building right now and where the not yet community can find you and your work on the internet? Yeah. So right now you can find me online, um, at my website is elizabetholgeen.com. That's where I have most of my projects and you can contact me through there. I'm not super big on social media, but you can hit my line and <laughs> I'd love to connect. Awesome. Thanks, Liz. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Not Yet. The podcast is hosted by me, Paige Polk, and produced by Paige Polk International. The show art is made by Elizabeth Olgeen, and the music is by Elder. Don't forget to subscribe here. And if you want more of this love in your life, visit notyetseries.com to join the Not Yet Project and community.